In brightest day, in blackest night, all other podcasts tremble in fright. Losers cower before the power. Oranges lust and blues you can trust. Indigos feel and white ones heal. Yellow scare and green ones dare. That sapphire love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mars face evil's minds. Respect their power for they'll make you see the light. Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Bokelman. I'm Mark Marble. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 308, I think. <laughs> That's right, 308. We are talking about Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 33, 34, 35, and 36. Also known as Twilight of the Guardians. Woo! The Guardians! <laughs> Finally! <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Which the sto- I mean, the story arc itself is isn't bad, but then but then they have to kind of like ruin it by by throwing in some commentary we'll talk about I think from Kyle. But oh, blah 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 blah, blah. it's like give me a it's like it's like it's like you can't even address the fact that you've purposely like kind of like been been throwing dirt on these guys for like five, four years and then all of a sudden oh we thought you were on sabbatical somewhere it's like yeah right <laughs> that's why everybody's talking like that you were friggin' dead that's the part that that's the, spoiler alert that's the only thing that really pissed me off about this arc is that they they had left that out it's like no you couldn't just fess up and acknowledge the crap that both books have been doing it's like no you got to try to make it seem like we're stupid and we're not going to remember that you've been making it sound like oh even when Ganthan and Sage showed up which mind you makes more sense people would be shocked that they were alive because people thought they were well say people thought were, was dead a long time ago but Gansett you figured was you know was killed by Sinestro but still the idea that everybody oh you got a guardian we thought they were all, uh, either way it's gotta be it's gotta it's gotta be something but I mean but uh, <laughs> let me take this off <laughs> All right, for those of you who normally don't stick around to the end of the episode, I wanted to let you guys know in advance, Mark and I do have an announcement to make concerning next episode, and we need your help. We actually need questions, or really anything, uh, well, most mostly questions, about the Green Lantern mythos, and there's a reason for that, and uh, we won't belabor the point here, but... If you were, uh, if you have any questions about the entire Green Lantern mythos, the Lanterns themselves, any other core villains, origins, anything like that, we need questions from you. There's a reason why, and stay tuned for the end of the episode. So if you usually listen to the reviews and then just skip the ending, don't do that this time. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. That's right. So Mark's taking the uh, odd issues, and I'm taking the even ones, so that means you're up, man. Go for it. Which, which is kind of funny, because like as Chad and I were just talking about, I couldn't remember what I picked, because, for, because there's reason to pick the even issues, there's reason to pick the odd issues, and then I completely forgot which ones I did. <laughs> but he refreshed my memory, it was the odd, so at least I get, the, I get the first issue, which I guess is, if I had to pick one issue in this book, and this arc I really liked, this is the one! And then I'm out, people. <laughs> All right, Twilight of the Guardians, uh, part one, smash and grab. 
it's an interesting title. Uh, creative team, as I just flipped the page. Uh, Robert Venditti, Breakdowns, Tom Derenick, Jack Herbert, Penciler and Inker, pretty much, for, I think, this entire arc, and he does a really nice job. Uh, Jason Wright, Colorist, Dave Sharp, Letter, Francis Manipool, Calver, Variant Cover, Barry Kitson and High Five, Marino Cotton, and still Berganza, at least to begin this, as, as part of our editing group. So, how, how convenient we begin in Space Sector Unknown, Location Unknown. <laughs> Anything better would have been if we were traveling through transluminal space to get there. <laughs> uh, so, one of the Templar Guardians... Yes, there's a Templar Guardian sighting from the, on the first page. It's like, that was probably for us, Chad. That, uh, uh, Ye Cop is running away from somebody, and he's and he's using like some kind of, like almost like his power drill thing to try to escape. And, you know, he, he gets... He, he gets blasted. He's having conversation with Kellick. Oh, were we were supposed to know who Kellick was by name before this? I think so. Okay. Cool. Uh, I'll, I'll have to research, but yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I'm kind of guessing too, but it meant nothing to me. But, but then again, I don't have a huge background with the uh, you know the villains of this arc. Not not intimately. Obviously, I know who they are. and, and we, I remember seeing Larfleet do a nice job on them. But... <laughs> uh, but Decop there and Kellogg are having a conversation, and uh, basically we find the kind of the first hint at who the villains are in this arc because of the fact that uh, Kellogg says says to Decop the fact that you know however, however long before you were a guardian you were simple mal simply Maltusian, and he gets blasted by what kind of orange energy, which is kind of another essential hint, I guess. Now we we go back to we go to Mogo and we see. Was it Somar Lee? That's her, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who got Tomar... Tomar 2's ring, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just getting my... Got to get on my Zudarians, right? <laughs> uh, and she's kind of she's hanging out with Ganthet and Sade, and I can, everybody seems... And I do, too. Everybody seems to love her youthful exuberance to wielding a power ring for the first time. And I, I got to... And talk about and talk about telegraphing something. I'm sure is going to happen down the road. There's a, there's a couple of times in this arc where we kind of get the whole Jon Snow talking to Daenerys thing about not being able to conceive. How Ganthet's trying to put the moves on Say to have a kid. <laughs> it's like, hey, did you ever think maybe we should? And all this stuff, mind you, keeps going over Say's head. But Ganthet seems to have the itch to want to, to to reproduce, and maybe not just because the Guardians are dwindling. But either way, you know, while, while Ganthet's trying to be not in this obviously way too subtle way of getting the point across, you know, to Sade about what he wants, you know, there, uh, so, Somar Lee is really funny as she's flying around. It's like I'm gonna throw up and I don't care. <laughs> and then, <clears throat> and a really funny part. See, this, this is if you're gonna take a shot at Guy Gardner, this is the context to take it. <laughs> When Ganth is talking about a lantern ought not to be placed on active duty, you know, unless it is assured they, they will wear the ring responsibly with discipline. And then John Stewart shows up and, and makes the point of, you know, a Guy Gardner joke would be like really too would be too obvious right there. And we have a little conversation. And I like the interaction between John Stewart and the Guardians because John kind of makes it clear one of the reasons why he more or less hasn't bothered dealing with them since they since they showed back up was he wasn't entirely happy and, and sure that he really wanted them back in, considering everything they did and the last time we saw them. Uh, but they're all in the pro but in the midst of these conversations, they're all kind of like enjoying 
uh, so morally in her ability to uh, just just love the you know in fully embrace the experience of what a Green Lantern can do without any other problems really. So that's kind of kind of an and I guess even from a reader's perspective that's kind of refreshing too without. Somebody who's a Green Lantern who, A, isn't bringing a whole lot of their own baggage necessarily into it, nor having the whole baggage of the, the, the legacy of the core dumped on them. Ganthet gives a nice little, you know, kind of like a pep talk, if you will, or explanation to Jon Stewart about, you know, trying to do better, the Guardians trying to do better, what their legacy is going to be, which we get, t- we get talked gets talked about later on. And, um... <clears throat> um... This... While that conversation, while that whole th- conversation, everything's playing out, we cut to Space Sector 3482, the planet Molter, where Kyle and Hal are pretty much put on a, on a rescue mission here to uh, where they're trying to evacuate the citizens as you know, vol- a volcano's, volcano's erupting. So Hal's, so Hal's more or less create. He's, a, he's evacuating everybody while Kyle literally making the most bland construct probably Kyle could ever make. Just literally a, 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 a green wall with green hands pushing it to support it, and you know, Kyle takes you know, takes the usual kind of like shot at Hal about you know uh, you know I'll hold, you do what you need to do I'll hold back the geolo- ge- geological forces of this planet by myself. Hal kind of counters that like did I ever tell you the time I I moved, I moved a moon to keep to keep its orbit from degrading into Xylon Prime <laughs> and. Kyle's like, oh yeah, only like 80, 87 times, and Hal kind of points out exactly what I said about how you know Kyle's constructs are pretty bland for him, and Kyle kind of like ditches, almost like avoids the question at first, and Kyle just kind of he's kind of lament he, and a direct contrast to Somar Lee there, Kyle's kind of like saying, well I really I, I like don't get me wrong I like being a Green Lantern and all, but he's kind of lamenting all the baggage that's coming with it, which of course also. You know, the elephant in the room is, of course, related to Sorenic, which Hal does kind of reference. Uh, but he does it in a good kind of way, trying to tell Hal that, you know, she made her choice. You can't, you know, that's, you just, you know, that's nothing you can do. You can't change your mind. You have to move on. Then whether, you know, whether Kyle's really trying to be helpful or whether this is kind of another shot, maybe a little bit of both. He kind of throws out, you know, you, you ever think about, you know, which I guess we all assume is Carol. And Hal's got that, like. I like the look on Hal's face, like, what? You <laughs> you went there? It's like, let's just finish this wall. Build that wall. And obviously Hal is, is um, we go back to Mogo, where Somar Lee is making some little mini, mini uh, t- like, pseudo lion and elephant from her world, anyway, constructs. Because, and she she wants to be, a, basically she wants to be a animal scientist when she grows up. And Sade kind of says, well, you should focus your energy on making you know, constructs that will be important or helpful, like in a crisis. And that's when she starts reflecting on, you mean like when Starro, you know, attacked my planet and hurt my people and my parents. And so Marley kind of closes her eyes and she concentrates and she makes like pretty much <laughs> huge constructs of these same animals that kind of like just barrel over Ganthet and Sade, which I, I like Ganthet. I like say it at that moment when she goes, it's it's possible Kilowog might be better suited to train you. <laughs> and 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 right at that point, uh, when they're having this conversation, we don't know who it is yet, but kind of like you're looking at the costumes, you would kind of suspect that uh, it it is who it is. The villains the villains show up, and of course Ganthet 
Ganthan and Sade recognize them. They engage them in combat. They tell Somar to go get help, even though Somar wants wants to stay and fight. And but unfortunately, uh, Ganthan and Sade are no a no match for they are the, the the hidden villains of the of the issue. As they get they get zapped and they get taken away. Uh, while John's in the command center talking to. Salak and of course guys just kind of like lounging around. Somar, Somar comes in, and she kind of tells everybody exactly what happened. And she's a, uh, you know, she's a kid, so she's she, she, she's having a lot of trouble putting into words what 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 needs to be said. And at this point, you know, she's really she's kind of like freaking out a little. And John kind of contacts Hal and and Kyle and says, you know, we we have a problem, and a replacement team is you know is inbound you know to replace them. You know, on this planet, so they so they can come in, uh, come back to Mogo to deal with ha- what has to be done. So Kyle and Hal start heading there. Meanwhile, uh, Ganthan and Sade kind of regain consciousness. They're kind of trapped, and then they literally become trapped. They get they get in, encased in in tubes, and we find out that pretty much all the guardians, including including Raimi, the remaining Templar guardians, are all being held captive by the remaining controllers. Next, they're in control. Uh, I'm pretty sure we addressed this back when you and I took over the show, but it's it's probably worthwhile to bring it up again. How do we feel about kids being recruited into the Green Lantern Corps? Because remember when Venditti started, towards the beginning of that run, there was those that group of kids, like 2-6 in some of them, right? Yeah. That were recruited. I don't think we might have talked about it then, but now that we have a, uh, you know, yet another kid being recruited, how do we feel about that? I think I kind of I kind of lean towards more what um, what Sage was kind of talking about. How you know we might want to add a you know wish to add a lower age parameter. You know whatever. Um, I don't know. Even though you would think she means a higher age parameter, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah, that's kind of probably was mis. That probably was mis, either miswritten or yeah. We wish to. We might wish to add a lower age parameter. Um. Yeah, you would think it would be a, a higher age parameter. Uh. Yeah, hey, I kind of lean towards this. The correct sentiment, which is that this should kind of be an age requirement or the equivalent equivalent thereof, because obviously, if not, not basically not all ages are are equal. Probably depending on lifespan. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, I was just thinking of Aresia. But um, but leave poor leave poor Sormar Lee and her little her cute little pot belly out of this. <laughs> uh, she's adorable though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it probably would be in the best interest. Now, to be fair, their hands well, they weren't tied because they agreed to it, but but there were there were extenuating circumstances in her selection because they were doing that to throw to throw Tomar a bone because he wanted to make sure that another Zudarian got the ring as opposed to just somebody in that sector. But, yeah, I mean... And we've met old So Marley, right? Yeah, we have, supposedly. So. Which, but you can almost take to the bank it's going to be retconned at some point where she won't have the ring that long or regain the ring. That's, see, that's, that's their out because there no, there's, there's nothing that said that she was Green Lantern you know, for the entire time frame from when she was little until she was old. So she idea. does. She she does mention here uh, that she wants to be like an animal scientist. Right. So yeah. So, they, so there 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 is a there is a possibility that um, 
she could get and they could do they could do away with her being a Green Lantern for a while and then that still does not necessarily screw up continuity not that as we know most people seem to care about continuity but it's but it's good to know on paper that she has literally a, a, a long and bright future just in general in her life not just so so, that's, so she's not so she's not being she was never created to be a throwaway character true I don't I, I just don't like the idea of kids being I mean, because, you know, John says it, you know, here here in this this very, you know, issue. He's, you know, um, no intergalactic wars or universe-wide doomsday scenarios, but check with me again in five minutes. They're talking about, you know, this, the kind of stuff that the Green Lantern Corps encounters is cosmic-level threats and stuff. I mean, of course, they patrol their sectors and things, but, you know, that's a bit much for a kid to handle. So it just it kind of it kind of bothers me, but at the same time, you know, it's kind of the the story trope, I guess, of you know kids having the most power. You know, like you know when you encounter like I don't know your atypical horror movie. You know, who when a when a monster or something is created out of the collective imagination of children or whatever because they have the most raw psychic power or something. You know, you know that that kind of trope that happens in storytelling sometimes. I kind of, you know, it, it, it makes sense on that front. You know, she has boundless will and determination and stuff because she's a kid. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know if I quite like it or not. So I guess we'll have to see where they go with it. And how many more kids they recruit to the Green Lantern Corps. That'll be their next spinoff book, The Kid Corps. <laughs> Kid Lantern. <laughs> she'll, she'll 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 be in she'll be in charge, or or you put guy in charge and he's the one to go dial up the nanny because he's already sorry he's already sick of dealing with the kid. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, I like the art. There are places where it looks sort of <clears throat> odd, like, but it kind of it doesn't end on a strong note. Ganthet kind of looks weird in that before he gets thrown into the tube. He has a long face. He kind of has a Hulk-like face. Uh, Hal and Kyle look pretty great in most of their panels. Uh, Hal looks weird in one of his... They're laying down the wall. Um, speaking of Hal, you're evacuating a, a planet uh, or, or a section of a planet of workers from this massive thing in these biplanes or whatever... Uh, I think you can. I think you can afford to worry a little less about the legroom there, Hal. <laughs> <laughs> Look how much legroom! I've never been on a plane with that much legroom. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> it's like they're all sitting in in the exit emergency exit row. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, he he's just making Kyle work for his money there, building that wall. <laughs> um. Other than that, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else there's to say about it. The controllers, I looked it up. Kellogg, I guess, isn't isn't a name we're supposed to know off the top of our heads. But then again, I'd only went like two pages deep in a Google search, so <clears throat> and all the only results that showed were from this story arc. So it, it'd be interesting if we did have uh, a name we recognize, but. Quite honestly, I don't remember much about the Dark Stars title and any other time we've seen the controllers, so I wouldn't 
necessarily know the name right off the top of my head if they were to mention an older one. That is true. Um, I don't know. What do you? What else do you think about this? How do you feel about it? As you said, setup, it was one of your favorite of the four. Yeah, as a setup, as a setup issue, I think it was good. I think I liked, like I said, the the art was really good on this. Uh, I do again. I, I like the youthful exuberance of Somar, despite you know our reservations about it, whether she should be in that position or not. But she is, so she's. I do like the contrast, and maybe that's why there is a place for something like that. Uh, doesn't mean you have to throw these people into. They they could almost be like junior lanterns necessarily, especially since theoretically this we know they're supposed to be sector partners these days. <laughs> but uh, I thought I thought it was in, intriguing the idea of of Ganthet, uh <clears throat> trying to put put the thought in Sade's head or try to get her to kind of come on board with the idea of actually having maybe actually having children, <laughs> real children. Uh, which obviously becomes a little more relevant at the end when we kind of see where we where where you left off with the number of guardians and the number of controllers and and both seemingly having a no matter what they've done seemingly having a finite future uh, because of not having other you know any future generations wherever those Zamar- Zamarian kids are <laughs> but uh, I do I'm I would suspect that something we'll probably see come to fruition. Uh, with at least there's at least another there's at least one other female guardian so we know in theory is there there's certainly a little bit of room for for another generation of guardians if they for sure uh, all right issue number thirty four uh, this is part two uh, this one's called witness writer Robert Venditti breakdowns Tom Derenick penciler and inker Jack Herbert uh, Herbert uh, Colorist Jason Wright, letterer Dave Sharp, cover Francis Manipal. Variant cover by Barry Kitson and Hi-Fi. Assistant editor Andrew Marino and editor Mike Cotton. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We open up on the surface of Mogo. John is outside with Hal, who goes with his gut. Guy Gardner, who leads with his fists. Kyle Rayner, who follows his heart. And John, of course, himself, who trusts his brain. uh, Talking to Somar Lee, trying to figure out... uh, who took the Guardians of the Universe. Kyle tells everybody to calm the hell down. Uh, she's just a kid. Uh, and he sits down with her up in the sky uh, and kind of goes with uh, kind of the art method. You know, can you draw? And, you know, here, your, your ring can kind of tap into that, but you don't have to move pen to paper. So here, you know, just think about what they look like and then use your ring to project that. She does. And boom, you get... You know, 20-foot-tall uh, constructs of the controllers. Uh, everybody recognizes them. Uh, it's the core's oldest enemy, the controllers. We cut back over to where the controllers are. Uh, and they are test-running, I guess, this system, because nobody actually dies. Maybe they're just drawing energy. I don't know. Um uh, Ganthet's still sort of out of it, trying to figure out what's going on. Hey, all the Templar Guardians are here, and there's Rami, and what's going on? Um, the harvesting procedure requires a living donor. Even Rami, the old uh, 
imprudent as well as with the uh, Templars. His nomadic habits made him difficult to locate. Yet we succeeded at last. All of our kind are together. Ganthic gets pissed and says, "We're not your kind." Controllers chose their own path, and they say, "Falsehood! It's the guardians who betrayed." Kellex says, "Silent Quado." I guess we have another name. <clears throat> Ancient quarrels are of no importance. This is not about our differences. It's about that which we share. We are of one kind, Ganthet. Your mind chooses to ignore your physiology. What your physiology knows to be fact. We are bound by blood. Before we were called con- uh, called ourselves controllers or guardians. Before we were pale skinned or blue, we were first Maltusians. That is why I have brought every last surviving guardian here. None remain to help you now. And then over on Mogo, uh, John devises a plan. Uh, uh, so John says it's the controllers, you know, that they, they wanted to get and say dead, they'd have left bodies, but they took them. So where did they take them? It's 3,600 sectors, uh, Johnny. We can't exactly knock on doors. So John says, hey, well, then do what honor guards do, honor guard lanterns do. He sends Hal, Kyle, and John out to do what they do. Uh, Hal goes to Space Sector 3063 into the barracks of the Mercenary Society. Kyle goes to play cards in 2809 in a smuggler's waypoint. Um, and Guy Gardner goes to punch people in the face in Sector 1522 in the Graven Cantina. Hal locks everybody inside and says, we're going to have a talk. Kyle is eavesdropping on some people playing cards. And, of course, Guy's beating the crap out of everybody. Um, uh, everybody in there uh, where Hal's at says we turned down the contract uh, ha- Kyle is picking up uh, some details about the jobs, job itself um, uh, Kyle has beat the snot or J- guy has beat the snot out of somebody and Jack's of <laughs> a 9 pack a 12 pack of Voldarian microbrew <laughs> uh, everybody meets back up on Mogo compares notes Guy offers to share his, <laughs> I guess, victory microbrew. Nobody partakes. Um, John says, I've got this one. The guys don't want to be left out. So what uh, John says, we'll keep it small, stealthy. The rest of the Corps will have orders to keep patrolling their sectors so that the controllers don't know anything's up. And we'll have our own little squad of us four human lanterns going to take on the controllers. Back over in the controllers where they're keeping the Guardians, Kallik is saying, do you remember Maltus, a planet teeming with diversity, and at the apex stood ourselves, art, philosophy, science. Our discoveries were as plentiful as the stars. We shared our knowledge with the universe, and the universe knew our name. We were esteemed and revered. Look how far we have regressed. Only a handful remain, isolated, removed, bereft, even of the genetic diversity required to sustain our race. We teeter at the precipice of extinction. Meanwhile, the universe curdles. Ganthet responds and says, your recollection is selective. I do not for one moment believe you've forgotten what became of Maltus, how we took from her until she had no more to give and killed our home, essentially. Um, Kellick gets pissed, says you're wrong, shoots his power out of of him, and then they decide to make an example. Uh, They take... Uh, uh, their machine, they turn it on, they aim it at Yekop. Uh, Yekop uh, gets impaled in the stomach, the heart, and the head uh, by this 
draining machine, which drains all of his essence and fluid out of him. Um, Kellogg says, the controllers and the Guardians have quarreled across the eons we have warred, but deep down in our molecules, we remain the same. We carry the precious gift of Maltus within us. It will be harvested from each of you. It will be repurposed, and from the bounty, the controllers will be remade. And as he's saying all this, Yekop's molecules, the essence of what made him a Guardian, and his DNA is being pumped into this chamber, and once it's, you know, ding, timer's done, out steps a newborn controller, fully grown. And next, controllers of the universe. What do you think? I like this issue, too. This issue was, at least at least we have an under, we kind of get more of the understanding of what their plan is. So I thought, I thought, I thought that was a, and 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 just the the diverse way of everybody approaching their, approaching their tasks, you know it's not it's not surprising. Guy 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 is guy, so that's that's why it's just kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I I like Hal's approach. It's almost Sinestro like. He walks in the room. His hands are crossed. His rings lit. He says. I'm Hal Jordan. And then the next thing he does is put constructs on all the doors and windows and tell me about the controllers. That's it. That's all he has to do. That's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> Which also makes me think of, you know, some of the stuff that Vin Diddy did before with the whole, you know, surfer Hal Jordan. Oh, yes. Because, I mean, he has to have ties to some of this world now, right? Yeah, you mean the, under, the underbelly aspect of it? Yeah, I mean, he's got ties, so people know you know, more than just Green Lantern. You would assume the name Hal Jordan has spread as well. I mean, if anybody's name has spread, it's got to be Hal. Specifically given his recent tenure in the underbelly of the, the DCU, I guess. What did you think of the art on Kyle's face when he's in his civvies? I kind of like that. Yeah? Yeah. I thought he looked weird. I mean, he did look weird, but... Hmm. Um, what did you think of the Maltusian thing? Because I was under the impression that they left Maltus because they uh, it was overpopulated. Or am I still stuck in the seventies with with uh, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams? I think it's like I think it's like everything else. I think well, not everything else. Some things in particular where we know there's like a bunch of different versions or, or variations on the theme. Kind of like the, how how did Abensur die today? <laughs> so I think the whole thing with the Maltusians. I think that might be another. I mean, Ganthet, I guess, kind of. I mean, Ganthet kind of just gives a variation on that theme, more or less. So they kind of like they just kind of like drain the planet dry, pretty much. Um, Which could be from overpopulation. Yeah, it, it could, could be, be from pollution. Yes, it could be from multiple yeah. things. So I mean, so it's not entirely uh, out of left field. Um, but obviously, uh, the, the controllers and the guardians, not surprisingly, don't see things eye to eye on that subject. Yeah, I. I don't. I don't know. I, it, it's good to see them again, uh, it, but seeing them again just makes me more, you know, curious about some of the others. 
like Xamarons and stuff like that. As a matter of fact, you mentioned Larflees. Or wait, you're referring to Agent Orange? Yes. Okay. Uh, I didn't know if you meant the, like the Larflee series if they showed up there because I actually I have those but I haven't read them so <clears throat> it's been a while since we've seen the Xamarons and uh, what were the other ones' names? The uh, snake-like beings or whatever. Oh, we saw science. them during the New Guard. Science. Yes, yes. So Xamarons, uh, Guardians, Controllers, Scions. Although the Scions were just more of an experiment, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. And then if we want to go Ganthet's Tail, Leprechauns. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. All right. Uh, it doesn't sound like you have much to say about this one. Uh, I, I I was wrestling with my headset too much to have great to have a lot, to have any great pearls of wisdom beyond my normal uh, my original thoughts on this. I'm trying to now th- up until up until this issue there were f- there were four of these controllers right yeah all right because I'm trying to reconcile that with where where we begin the next issue okay so there's 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 four. Uh, the four that originally attack. There's four at the start of this issue. Then they make a new one. So there should be five. Yeah, but as we get into 35 here, there's five. Of, there's five completely dressed, and then there's two more that just came out of the hopper. Okay, how many guardians are dead? Well, they still were showing. This, they still were showing Yeecop getting killed. Right, Yeecop got killed to make the fifth. So, Unless, do we have two other empty tubes that we see anywhere in the background there? Well, yeah, yeah, these two guys right here die. Which two guys were? Which, which in the panel where are they? Uh, let's see. So uh, Wait, at I the start of that's Yeecop over there. No, no, at the start of thirty-five, there's the page, the first page, second page, third page. The top two panels of the third page. Well, see, I Those, thought, to me that's that's not Yekop at the top. Ah, uh, you go back and look at you go back and look at. It looks like it is. Well, actually, no, maybe not. The helmet might be a little different, but it actually looks it looks very similar on the top of the page where. So see, they fell. Let's see, they only fell. They only fell one tube from Yekop. Is that what they? Is mm-hmm. that okay? See, that's even when I first read this, it, it kind of confused me because Yekop has the helmet and then like the kind of scarf thing and yeah, you're yeah, you're right. It, it is it is different. It is different. It is a little different. That's what threw me off because it's similar though. The helmet is similar. So, so yeah. they killed. So they killed two more. They killed two more guardians to get two more controllers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they should be at seven at the start of thirty-five. All right, so that makes at least that does make sense. So that that was what question that I had from when I first read it, and it didn't rereading it didn't answer that didn't help me all that much. All right, so now let's just dive into thirty-five fully. So this this is part three. We begin in space sector, but three thousand and one, a hidden installation in the vast Maltis belt. Not are they on a space odyssey? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too, since that is what that is the. Uh, one of the sequels to 2001 is 3001 uh, but not in transluminal space so I guess that's something um, 
So they, they find the controller's compound, and, and it's like somewhere down there, Ganthet and Sade are being held captive, and it's like, you know, you know, more more or less they have a gamut of uh, mercenaries they're going to have to they're going to have to run through. And Kyle's like, yeah, maybe we should call in the court for help, or as a backup, and Hal's like, you know, Kyle kind of has a point, and of course, Ky- Kyle just can't let that go. He kind of goes, oh, did you just agree with me, Hal? And Hal's like, I don't remember. <laughs> I like I like that. At least the way Hal handles, you know, the, all this dick wa- dick waving stuff is kind of cool, at least. Um, John's kind of like, you know, guy, you know, is like, what do you think? It's like, uh, well, there's four legs in the table, <laughs> four walls of the house, four seats in a Mustang GT. It's like, we're the four corpsmen. It's like, uh, you don't screw with what works. And, you know, they they all kind of pick up on the, the wrestling reference, which, of course, we see again next issue. <laughs> uh, now back to that scene we were just kind of talking about in advance of the overall review where the Guardians, two more Guardians bite the dust to make two more butt-naked controllers. Uh, so they only have one female controller. Yes. Yes. Um, so I guess if they killed Sade and, and What's-Her-Face, uh, I guess they probably would have gotten another female. A female controller, if you, though you would kind of think, realistically speaking, if you can manipulate that genetic genetic substance, you think you'd be able to manipulate at least to get the gender that you wanted, really. Because <laughs> you think you'd be, in, you you think when you're in a, ra- a race that's close to dying out, you would think you would at least want a few more, a few more females anyway. Uh, but you know, Kellex kind of pointing out, you know, controllers witness, you know, there's se- there's seven of us now, where where we had once dwindled down to four, and plus. You know, rejoice and rejoice in these newlings, for they mark the first time in in millennia that we outnumber the guardians of the universe. And uh, yeah, this is where this this is the part right here which answers my question. Ecop, Natos, and Gurion, those were the three that just got the gu- guardians that got wiped out in the last uh, three issues. It's like uh, Ganth is kind of mourning mourning the loss. Kellex trying to, in his own way, in a perverse way, trying to comfort him by saying they're not really gone. They just, you know, kind of like we're born or, born, born anew because we went back to the root. The, the root is being we were all Malthusians and now we just kind of manipulated that to get get to get what we wanted. And then they, then they point out something interesting. Let's see if this ever gets picked up on again. Their plan that once they sucked everything out of all the guardians, their plan was to uh, go to visit the Zamorans. <laughs> um. Ganth, you know, Kellex starts zeroing in on on Sade, knowing that's Ganth's weak spot. Uh, that uh, because more or less, um, Kellex is just trying to get uh, Ganth to pick which guardian to bite the dust next. He refused. He kind of so that's when Kellex moved in on Sade, and so, you know Sade kind of like wakes up and, and recognizes Kellex and spits in his face. And Kellogg right on cue. It's like, begin her harvest! Now at the parapet wall outside, we pretty much have, uh, we have the Green Lantern, you know, these four Green Lanterns taking on all these, all these mercenaries. And of course the Green Lanterns do really, really well at first. It's not, you know, it's, it's not much of a problem. Then of course, then they, then they start getting zapped with some, this vibrational, vibrational weapon. And that really, Literally, it screws up the Green Lantern's ability to focus, so they have a hard time maintaining any energy constructs, and they're all pretty much down for the count. And Hal's actually down, and Hal looks like he's about to get picked off, and 
guy takes one for the team. He steps in front of the, the blast, takes the full vibrational shot. This allows um, <clears throat> this allows uh, Kyle and Hal pretty much an opportunity to fight back while John rescues Guy. Guy is actually pretty hurt. Um, they really, you know, then they, they kind of they kind of get pinned down and they behind uh, another piece of the ship and they realize that you know they're they're, they're kind of running out of time because eventually they're gonna the vibrational weapons are gonna be adjusted recalibrated and then they're going to be able to you know just blast through you know the equipment that they were hiding behind and Hal asks John like how are we getting out of this and they all kind of do you know the, their, their little four corpsmen thing and, and they all char- charge together uh, with Green Lantern's light that's a pretty cool you know splash double splash page there or the top part of a double splash um while this battle's going on outside, we see, uh, you know, uh, Kellick more or less hears everything going on, and he kind of sees it through the, through the, you know, the interior of their chamber. He sees what's going on, and he's kind of like mocking the humans, saying, oh, they think they can, you know, they think they have a chance against us, blah, 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 blah. That makes Ganthet kind of laugh, and Ganthet kind of like uh, points out, well, besides the fact that you're overreaching, it's like the reality is, you know, yeah, I've endeavored for so long to control these humans. Do you think you think you can do better at this point you know basically the ship gets ripped to the part of the ship where the controllers are gets ripped open and the four the four corpsmen are there and it's like uh and and, and kind of points out well if you think you can do better than i with controlling them it's like i invite you to try and that ends this issue next uncontrollable you said this was your least favorite of the four I like it a little bit more now when I reread it, but I still, yeah, I think overall it's it's my it's my least favorite. Why is that? I think because even though it does serve a plot point, uh, more or less for the for the controllers to see how their vibrational weapons actually work against the Green Lantern Corps, so it does serve a purpose. When I first read it, it just seemed like this was kind of like just a little just filler, just kind of do to do something just to keep more or less Hal and company from showing up a little bit earlier than they did. So, that's the main mm. reason. You know, they make an interesting point about the Zamorans, but then they also say the word compassion twice. It makes me wonder where the hell uh, what's his name is from the in Indigo Corps. If they're collecting all the Guardians. Well, he's never been proven he's 100% a Guardian. He's got to be. Come on. I mean that how's how well, you know, oh, you know, we don't are. forget, you know you know why? Because uh whatchamacallit, knock is is usually hidden. I mean I guess. That hmm. that could be that could be the easy out. Knock is usually is usually hidden, so that's probably why remember they make the point of saying that because they, they made the point of saying when Ganthan and until Ganthan and Say like revealed themselves and basically came back to Mogo, they couldn't they couldn't collect them either. It hmm. was only once they revealed themselves that they were able to go go after them. So I think, so I think that's probably the answer. Um, they say something very interesting in the in the narrative bo- box um, towards the beginning of this issue, where it says a hidden installation in the vast Maltus belt. Are we to assume that this is the Maltus belt in terms of? the pieces of the now destroyed, exploded, whatever, planet Maltus? Or are they just referring to a specific region in space the same way 
we have an asteroid belt in our solar system. My natural inclination is just to say that it's just like an asteroid belt in that system. But okay. but it could be. You never know. I mean, it's if if they're one of the oldest beings in the universe, it has to be one of the oldest planets. So it wouldn't it would make sense if it was completely destroyed. Ten billion but years wait, ago. Wait, wasn't during um, Rise of the Third Army? I think didn't um, Atrocitus go to Maltus? When he was getting the heart? I think so. Yeah, so I think Maltus was still around. So, hmm. That would be possibly another quote-unquote retcon, unless they are telling us it somehow exploded between now and then. Hmm. Who are these mercenaries? Do we know? Do we get told at all? I don't. Um, if there's any specific name given to them, I guess it would have been the last issue when they were when they were gathering intel. I didn't. I can honestly say I didn't pay much attention. I didn't notice it, any connection to something uh, in the past. Uh, their their armor looks almost um, apocalyptic. Yeah, I could see that. Or new godish. Um, just thought it was interesting looking. Um, anything else about this one? Guy taking a shot for Hal. Yeah, that that's not, I mean, that's not really surprising. It's not the only shot Guy takes in this arc. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's who Guy is. Who Guy is now. That's probably the best way. When you really, I thought about this the other day. It's kind of funny. When you really think about maybe like the last... Arguably, like the last fifth, like the last ten or fifteen years, at least, that of all these four characters, of the of the four corpsmen, the the one who's probably had the most character growth and has the most the most development is actually Guy. <laughs> I agree because I didn't really a hundred percent enjoy him as a character until the Emerald Warriors title. And I liked him before then, but I'm going back to I mean the the resurrection of of Guy more or less started in Kyle's run. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could make a case that kind of started once he became Guy Gardner Warrior and ditched the whole bowl cut guy, because that was that that was the guy being a dick era, really, in a nutshell. But it really was during the Kyle era, which actually still goes hand in hand with part of the Guy Gardner Warrior run. That was the first step towards kind of like rehabilitating that character, and then all throughout, even the you know the Johns run and since the Johns run, obviously when he was in, over in Red Lanterns too. That guy is actually the one that's had the most development and growth of pretty much all the, of all four of them. I mean, most of the other characters really haven't changed all that much. So hmm. I just sure. thought about I thought about that the other day, and I was like, yeah, it's it's guy. All right, thirty six. Thirty six. All right, issue number thirty six, Twilight of the Guardians, the conclusion. Uh, what we leave behind. Writer Robert Venditti, pencils Jack Herbert. And Jose Luis, Inks, Herbert, McGray, and Cam Smith, colorist Jason Wright, uh, letterer Dave Sharp, cover Francis Manipal, variant cover Barry Kitson and Hi-Fi, uh, assistant editor Andrew Marino and Mike Cotton, editor. Quick question. When they say Jack Herbert and Jose Luis, they don't mean Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, do they? I'm going to assume no. Okay, because... 
I don't think I recognized any Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, praise be his name, artwork in here. Um, all right, so we pick up where we left off. The uh, the uh, four corpsmen, corpsmen, corpsmen are uh, coming in to take care of business. They attack their controllers. Uh, Hal says, um, you know, bad move. Uh, Guy says, you pick a fight with the Guardians, and John finishes up, and you pick a fight with the Green Lantern Corps, and then Kyle chimes in with, yeah! <laughs> Essentially, he says, that's us. So Yeah, he got the shitty end of that stick. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> Ganthet is thinking to himself this entire time, he's thinking about his own legacy, what he leaves behind. He's been called a Guardian, he's been called, you know, a husband, but he's never been called father. He thinks about Hal. He's the first Green Lantern of Earth. I once questioned whether a human could wear a ring with distinction. He's, now he's spoken of as the greatest Green Lantern of them all. John Stewart, the second human chosen, an architect and soldier, leader of the Green Lantern Corps. Guy Gardner, the third of Earth, wears the ring as though he has something to prove to himself most of all. And Kyle Rayner, the heart and spirit of, the, of an artist reside within when his ring was bestowed upon him. I merely said, You'll, you shall have to do. I thought little of him, yet he has proven me wrong time and time again. Nice, Hal has, nice, shot, at, not sh- nice shot at Kyle in this issue. Hal's <laughs> <laughs> um, attacking controllers with <laughs> with uh, missile launchers attached to his shoulders. Uh, <laughs> John is swinging a wrecking ball at them. <laughs> um, Guy is pulling a season one of Daredevil... <laughs> Uh, kingpin on one of the controllers you know what i'm talking about did you yeah. see that uh, okay, i think I, I think i saw that when with the the first full episode of kingpin when he smashed the dude's head into his car door <laughs> until it opened like a grape um and they stay and they say hey you know it's over and they say, is it? And they, uh, Kellogg blasts him with psionic ability and says basically the vibrational weapons you encountered above are just a technological you know version of my own honed abilities um you can't save the guardians you never could um you know he gives the order to harvest all of them they begins they, they start you know typing up the controls we have left Karasal, Raimi, zala palco ganthet and sade meanwhile they're being uh the Green Lanterns are being pinned down with this vibrational ability. Uh, Kyle and Guy um, kind of join arms and cover Hal so that they're taking the brunt of this vibrational ability and Hal has the power and ability to shoot. John says, Hal, fire! And he does, and this ricochets Hal's blast, grazing past um, the controller. He says, it's wasted effort. I always hit what I'm aiming for, and he has smashed the control panel of the Harvest Machine, and boom, the Guardians of the Universe are free. And John says, rally lanterns, the reinforcements are here, they attack the controllers. Uh, Kyle grabs three of them and throws them, and <laughs> and it says, one time for one of your sports references, guy, Grand Slam feels right as he hits him with a bat. Um, John throws some into a wall with a shovel on a crane. Uh, Hal punches some with a construct. Ganthet says, Kellogg, the controllers will stand trial for the crimes yield. 
And uh, Zalus says, a trial, they turned our brothers into abominations. Vengeance cannot be our way, says uh, Ganthet as he holds her back. And he says, Kallax is sentimental fools, and all of um, the controllers vanish. Uh, and Ganthet says, then our eternal conflict will continue another day. And then, I'm assuming the most conversation we're going to get out of this. Uh, it's good to see you again, Kyle Rayner. Green suits you. Is this where you've been all this time, Palco? Everyone thought the Templar Guardians were on another space walkabout. And Palco says the controllers captured us and held us here until the Guardians, all the Guardians were were in their grasp. They knew that to harvest us uh, would be sensed by any Guardian still free. And Ganthan says the loss of three is indeed felt. And it says, like, how were you able to find us? And Guy says... You want the official answer? We follow the rules and procedures of lawful police work. <laughs> She's like, say no more. And John's like, seriously, guy, don't say any more. And Hal says, you've always been there for us, Ganthet. No way we weren't going to be there for you. And then later on, the four corpsmen are taking care of the uh, mercenaries and sending them uh, and hauling them back to Mogo um, uh, to be incarcerated in sign cells. And the house says, if we're the Green Lantern equivalent of wrestling's four horsemen, then who's Ric Flair? <laughs> Kyle says, I have pretty great hair. And John says, but I'm the leader. And the house says, come on, I'm obviously Ric Flair. And the guy says, we can't all be Ric Flair. <laughs> um, then uh, back on Mogo, and I'm just going to read all of this uh, two pages because I think it's going to be important to where everything's going next. Um, on, on Mogo, um, uh, the uh, Sage says, why have you brought us here, Ganthet? And uh, Raimi says, Ganthet? Um, and Ganthet says, because this hall has remained dark too long, since the days when corruption and manipulation calcified the hearts of the guardians of the universe. We were feared then. Our immortality led us to demand that others serve us as creators rather than us creating the, uh, serving the created. Today I looked into the face of the controllers and I saw guardians gazing back at me, but there is yet time. Sade says, what are you suggesting? He says, brothers and sisters, today the race of the guardians was nearly expunged. If it had been, the universe would have rejoiced. I refuse to allow that to be my legacy, our legacy. One day our race will most certainly die. We are too, we are too few and it is far too late for us to reverse the tide, excuse me, reverse the tide of age. Yet here we are at the center of the cosmos, surrounded by the core we created. A core where even four humans have the will to stand and fight against the might of immortals. Hal Jordan, driven by the will to be the first and greatest in all things. John Stewart cares not about being first or greatest, but about making each decision count. Guy Gardner never has a lantern believed themselves to be so unworthy while demonstrating otherwise. And Kyle Rayner, his concern for others, is his only torch and compass. We Guardians have no descendants, no generations will follow us, but there is the Green Lantern Corps. We can vow and bend all our effort and knowledge toward guiding it. From this day until our last day uh, until our last day comes for us, we can take our rightful place as governing council again. The name Guardian can stand for justice, reason, and decency. Our true immortality will be the works we leave behind. This will be our legacy. And he forms a bunch of Green Lantern Guardian robes and close all of them in them. And they are the Guardians once more. 
And then over on Sector 0001 on a barren world, the controllers have rallied and says, you know, hey, this kind of went according to plan. Uh, we now know our new weapon is effective against the Green Lanterns. We added three to our number. However, it will not be enough to take the universe. If we are to match the power of the Guardians and their Green Lantern Corps, we will need an army of our own. With a legion of new Dark Stars at our command, we will control again. And next, Zod. Yawn. <laughs> All right. What do you think of this issue? This was my second favorite issue. This is my favorite issue. I like seeing them back in their robes. I like seeing Kyle being buddy-buddy with the, the Guardians again. I like seeing Ganthet and the other Guardians owning up to their position in the universe. I liked Hal squatting in front of Ganthet saying, hey, you've always been there for me. It's not, like hell, I'm not going to be there for you. Uh, I liked a lot about it. I like the whole arc in general, actually. I don't yeah. I don't find much fault in this arc. No, it was it was one of Robert Venditti's better arcs. There's no doubt about that. It um it would have it would have been knocking on the door near perfect if they hadn't had that stupid comment about the Templar Guardians. I mean that was just so that's just so blatantly obviously not true to anybody who's been reading Green Lantern over the last four years. That that's not the way people have been talking. When when the Guardians come up in conversation, that's not what people have been saying. Or how have they been referring to the Guardians? Oh, yeah, they're away, which is what they should have been referring to them as. That's, on that level, he's completely accurate. They should have just assumed they were out there because there was no reason to think they were dead. But everybody was talking as if the Guardians were dead. So to make it sound like, oh, that wasn't really happening. That's that. You you, you, you lost at least like a, a point at a like at least a point at a ten right there just be, in the whole arc as a whole just because that was so blatantly self-serving the treader i mean i don't know <clears throat> what do you think of what ganthet says here does this mean john stewart is still the leader because ganthet says we can take our rightful place as governing council again does this mean they're like co-in charge of the green lantern corps or do you think john stewart will step down because as we talk about this the next issues haven't released yet I don't think that John Stewart's going to step down. I just think, I just think they're going back to their, just to the traditional role of being they, they, they are the you know the Jedi, basically the Jedi Council. Um, so they may they may be calling they may be calling the big picture shots. They won't, they won't be necessarily calling the day to day operational shots about everything that's going on. But we'll have to see how it evolves, and that's why I'm sure it's, I, I'm not going to say John's going to be happy with it to start with. But he'll be uneasy. He may very well be uneasy about it, which is understandable based on everything we've seen. We've seen happen before with with with, with the Guardians. Um, I think it's safe to say he trusts Sade and Gant that uh, maybe maybe to a lesser degree than like say Hal does. But I wonder if Kyle's trust of the Templar Guardians will help John trust them on his own. But then you have the wild card of Raimi. That is true. Uh, And we should and we should take bets on when Ramy when Ramy shows up in 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 the Green Lantern book in this book whether he's going to reference at all anything that happened in the other book, including his buddy Tyranir, who he was off buddy off on a quest with before he got abducted. <laughs> so are we supposed to just are we supposed to just assume in all this that the the controllers the controllers basically were only powerful when they had the the numbers advantage? 
over the Guardians? Because <laughs> there's a little inconsistency there, the way they were so they so easily were able to negate Ganthet and Sade, but yet the little they they throw in the fact that well, it's a double it's a double whammy. The fact that once once the six Guardians are there, even though technically speaking the controllers have seven, then all of a sudden all the controllers got to get out of dodge, and then there's the then there's the fact that. The, the little line about oh if they had sucked, basically if they had, if they had sucked us into a, a bottle of juice before they had captured all the guardians the other guardians would have detected it and it's like okay so I I I I guess we have it's kind of like they're trying to send mixed messages that the controllers are, are more powerful and deadlier than ever but yet they aren't they're not powerful enough to take on the guardians when the guardians aren't getting sucker punched pretty much well yeah it, I think it's a numbers thing because you have to also consider the lengths they went to to get all of this set up before they even started collecting guardians. I mean, they 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 hired mercenaries, they set up a lab, they did all of this stuff, and set it all in place before they and then they grabbed the guardians like one by one. Uh, you know, they took Raimi, they took the Templar guardians and stuff, but you know that I, I feel like it it is the numbers thing. And speaking of Raimi, one thing I wanted to ask. <laughs> Why doesn't Ganthet say anything to Raimi? Because the last time Ganthet said saw Raimi, <laughs> he was not Raimi. He was Volthoom doing some shiesty shit. Which would have been even cooler if that's when they captured him. <laughs> I mean, we know that's not possible, but that that would have been quite in, that would have been quite interesting if if, if it had been Volthoom inside of. <laughs> uh, yeah, like why don't they say like, hey, what happened? Well, you know, because they, 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 they didn't know he was Volthoom, and there wasn't a point where they did, but, like, seems like an odd place to leave off. And, you know, hey, whatever happened with your mission and blah, 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 when you were looking to do this, you were going to help us with yeah, ABCD, right? Did, did you fix those rings, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, as a matter of, oh, I've been chasing Volthoom. What? Volthoom is back! <laughs> in fact, he was in my body, I think. I mean, I know he was in my body, but when you talk... I don't remember seeing you. Why are you being friendly with me? You were a dick to me the last time I saw you. <laughs> there's, there's a whole lot of stuff that... Uh, this, this is the stuff that makes you just want to drink. <laughs> uh. I, 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 have mixed, I have mixed thoughts about the robes. I mean, it's kind of nice seeing him in the robes, but I, I kind of was used to seeing Ganthet in, in his little, like, like his Blue Lantern monk kind of robe, so I, I'm kind of going to miss those. <laughs> Maybe I need a robe like that. Uh, you, have, you have way too many robes, isn't it? I kind of I thought this arc was getting a little... Jeez. Whoever stapled this issue did not did not do a good job because my, 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 my centerfold just came out, and it's not, it's not something you'd be hanging on the wall either. Uh, I kind of thought that they were a little... Ha- they were being a little heavy-handed but constantly talking about... John is this, and Hal is this, and Kyle is this, because they only do it like in three of the friggin' four issues, I think. I, you know, personally, I kind of like it because of all the four lanterns, the one I have the trouble with um, defining the most is always John Stewart. So I like having these little blurbs to refer to. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, I, I, I get you, it, it can get old pretty quickly, but I thought it was cool because I'm like, I don't have. In my own lexicon, uh, my own specific, you know, sentence or two to refer to who who John Stewart is, because in the past I've always kind of defined or, or other people have defined him as 
the Marine, the angry black architect, the guy who had his wife killed by his friend's uh, girlfriend, you know, <laughs> the guy who killed Zanchi. <clears throat> what know. a killer! He's been defined by these things as opposed to being a personality in and of himself. So I, I did like seeing that. I thought that was cool. But it, yeah, it did get kind of heavy-handed there for a little bit. So who do you think Ric Flair really is? Guy. Really? <laughs> I, I, I preface this by saying I'm not a big wrestling fan, so I don't really know what the hell I'm talking about. Because <laughs> Guy's like the only one who's not making a claim to be Ric Flair. Is that why you picked him? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I think it would, I think it would have to be John or or Hal. Hal's a logical one because how Hal goes ten, is where the core tends to go at the end of the day. Uh, but John is the leader. That part that part was valid. Throwing that out, he so he is the the technical the leader. So I, I think it'd be between Hal and between Hal and John. Um, it definitely. I I guess I I don't think I could make a good case for Guy, and I definitely wouldn't make the case for for Kyle. Hmm. All right. I mean, you know, if if they, if if Venditti starts making like uh, Firefly references or something, then <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, wrestling—that's something I really care about. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else you want to say about this uh, issue or this arc overall? Just what I said. I think this this is overall. Probably, this may be, certainly when you come, well, I, I still think it's one of the better arcs. There was something else I wanted to add, which kind of takes away from, I was all ready to say, this may be the absolute best, but, but then it still kind of had the problem of the ending was a little, wasn't as weak as some of the other endings we've seen, but the whole, we'll have to continue this endless struggle another day, that just seemed a little bullshit too. Uh, it's like a... We'll live to fight another day, GI Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it kind of it kind of it kind of re- reeked a little of that. So that uh, so that that it didn't bother me because you it, you kind of expect it, and it's also a comic book, so you know nothing's ever truly resolved anyway. But you you like to get at least once in a while you like to get an arc where you really feel there's at least a resolution that's a resolution at least, <laughs> at least until the character shows shows up again and you find out why it wasn't. This you know it's not a resolution. I mean. They did balance it out a little bit by having, you know, the, the, the Guardians put on the Chad robes and the uh, controllers whipping out their Dark Stars. <laughs> uh, you know, that's cool, too, because they leave us a lot of uh, stuff. You know, a lot of times when those, uh, you know, we'll live to fight another day kind of things happen, there's not a lot of left on the table, and you're like, well, all right, well, what's the second story part of the story going to be? In this case, they're like... <sighs> The Dark Stars, we have more controllers. This is our plan. We did also say we were going to go after the Zamorans. So there's like a bunch of places they could go with this when they pick this thread back up again. They need to just get Lorfleet to come and fuck them up one more time. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck you up! <laughs> and if, if Vindity picks up on that too, that'd be interesting. You know, hey, once... Once we, once upon a time we tried to harness the orange light of greed, let's try it again. You know, that, that would be interesting too. Did any of those um, controllers escape though? I don't remember. I know for sure one of them was part of, uh, his con- um, yeah, his con- yeah, his con- yeah, yeah have, for sure. Yeah. Cause I have, I have the hero. That's one of the hero clicks was a, was a <clears throat> constructed controller. I, I um, thought they all, I, 
maybe no, maybe some did escape. I would, I'd be curious to go back and and look at that because certainly although I think all the ones that went down to the planet got wiped out. Maybe just not all of them that got sent down to the planet. Um, yeah, that was that, that might be it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed this arc. Uh, it the uh, going back and reading it, uh, I think I, I enjoyed it a little bit more because on the first read through and then reflecting on it before reading it again a second time in preparation for this episode, I felt like the Guardians being at the mercy of the controllers was a piece of the story that went on too long. But reading it again, it didn't really feel more stretched than it needed to be, I guess. So I guess, you know, I guess I could still make the argument, but I think that if I did, it would be a little bit nitpicky, so I'll let it slide. Um, Good job, Venditti. I enjoyed it. I had fun. Really, major props to the art. I really enjoyed the art in these issues. Yes. Uh, And... um, Thanks for finally answering the question. I mean, I, you know, at one point we did say, you know, I don't even, I don't even care if I 100% agree with the explanation. Just freaking give me an answer. Are they still around? I did say that. So space walkabout, which you did bold for a reason, because clearly that is your official explanation, because, you know, the... Sometimes when they when they bold those words in the word bubbles, that's a note from the scripter. So, all right, spacewalkabout is our explanation, but we got them. They're back. We understand what happened. We didn't just forget that they existed. Okay, thank you for answering that question. Now on to <laughs> Zamorans and the Indigo Tribe. What is going on with them? <laughs> Yeah, it, it it would be it would be nice to see something about the Indigo Tribe, especially since I mean it's been a long, it's been a while since Godhead now, and we really haven't seen much of not counting the bull the bull crap in the in the, in the Lobo series with uh, what happened to poor Monk and things like that. We really haven't seen them at all since Godhead when they kind of screwed over the rest of the core. So that, that that's a story that is just you know kind of crying out to be. Revisited uh, to bring the Indigo Tribe back, especially if especially if the Indigo Tribe needs to more or less they need an, either another core, whether it's the Greens or somebody else to work with them. And now, of course, nobody wants to because of what they did, how they sold them out to High Father. Uh, so yeah, it, it'll be. I mean, it's going to be curious in general now because we. I think this friggin' Zod thing is like four issues too, so that's going to take us. So where do we end up in this thirty six? Yep. 36. So that's going to so Zod's probably going to take us to 40 and then obviously we're going to be counting down to issue 50. So it'd be so depending on how many you you got you kind of figuring we're only going to have two to three more arcs before we get to 50 depending on I mean obviously he could approach it differently but based on the current trajectory he seems to be going for for more longer arcs and shorter arcs. So maybe who knows it would Well, be, I, I I do like the idea though that his quote unquote Longer arcs are four issues instead of like six or eight. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I don't think we've had that many arcs like that with Robert Venditti that haven't been crossovers between books. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that 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 that's a hard sell. I mean, I know it's a little easier when you're. It's easier now that it's twice a month. 
because you know it's you know if it's eight issues, it's still four friggin' months, but it is only four months as opposed to eight months. So, I I agree. I agree. Um, so, th- I I do think the I think this book has picked up a little bit. I think it's kind of picked up again. So, but I'm just curious to see to see where he goes. I'm we we'll have to you get you kind of ha- you kind of suspect it can't be too long before Sinestro starts showing up. Probably won't be too long before we find out what happened to Parallax, either Parallax for that matter. But I actually was thinking of the actual entity. Uh, so, which of course will make probably us happy, but some people, the anti-emotional spectrum people, will be bitching, even though they can't bitch too much because we really haven't got it has it hasn't been overly heavy-handed or even much of a factor in in, uh, in this book since certainly other than the Sinestro Corps and that had to be dealt with so the first maybe the first half of the run was had a lot to do with the emotional spectrum you can't really say like the last you know uh, 15 or 16 issues have been that have that have been that heavy into it I don't think all right anything else about this arc nope all right, so we told you guys to stick around, and there's a reason. For several months now, I've been talking off and on about a podcast that I've been listening to that made its debut sometime during the summer, the Dr. DC Podcast, and I'm an active, avid listener of that. I submit questions and talk with them on Twitter and so on and so forth, and the Lantern Cast will be crossing over with the Dr. DC Podcast next week. Uh, For those of you who don't know, the Dr. DC Podcast is a podcast involving the Doctor, who is an avid uh, DC Comics fan, has almost encyclopedic-like knowledge about the DC Universe in particular, uh, joined by their producer, Richard, who is a fan of comics, um, both DC and other comics as well. He's... uh, actually made some references to some indie titles that I myself also follow, so kind of want to talk to him more about that. <laughs> and then Colin, who is not a comic fan at all, um, kind of diving into the DC Universe together, taking questions from their listeners about various topics. The most recent issue, which actually, as we record this drop today, was about cold-themed uh, heroes, villains, you know, just cold in the in uh, as, a, as a weapon or or power in the DCU. And they get a lot of mileage out of that stuff. Well, for quite a long time, almost every episode, something will come up in relation to the Green Lantern Corps. They'll mention, you know, heroes becoming villains, and name drop Hal Jordan becoming Parallax, and so on and so forth. There'll be some random tie-in to the Green Lantern Corps. There's actually been several random uh, references to various things in which the Doctor will say something along the lines of, at one point we'll do an episode on that, like the history of the Hawks. Good luck, (laughs) by the way. Um, But they've been talking a lot off and on since their entire podcast started about the Green Lantern Corps. And of course, since I participate and ask questions and all this stuff, I try to steer the conversation that way sometimes. Um, just to hear their take on it. Well, they've had guests on, they've gone to a convention and hosted a panel, but they've never crossed over with another podcast, and they're, I guess, popping that cherry (laughs) with us. 
And so they're going to be having an episode about the Green Lantern Corps and I guess all ancillary related characters and villains and origins and mythos. And the way it works on the Dr. DC podcast is the listener submits questions. So if you guys have any questions about Green Lantern, and we're talking anything involving the Green Lantern mythos, you can ask those questions. Find the Dr. DC podcast on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. It's very easy. Just search Dr. DC podcast or go to their website, Dr. DC or Dr. DC podcast or something like that. CA. Uh, and you can email them as well through that site. Or if you don't want to deal with all that, you can contact us directly and we'll give them those questions. But their episode will be all about questions on the Green Lantern mythos. I'm super stoked for this crossover. I don't know. How about you? How about you? I'm very intrigued. I like the concept of their podcast. I like what the, the way they approach it. So, you know, I, I, whenever you have a Q&A thing, you're always worried that like people will ask you like five questions and there'll be five questions you have no friggin' idea how to <laughs> – no answer to them whatsoever. It's like, ah, uh, and then you look really stupid and then – then, then the podcast ends. I don't mean that the episode. I mean that the podcast ends. <laughs> time for time for the third third team to take over. <laughs> so uh, so the way it's going to work is early next week. Mark and I are going to record that the, those episodes with them. Mark and I are going on their show, and their show will drop next Wednesday. This coming as you hear this, the next Wednesday you experience will be the, the Dr. DC episode in which Mark and I appear on their show. Then, that Friday, after that, uh, that will be our episode, where the Doctor comes onto our show, and we'll talk more Green Lantern-related stuff. We haven't, we're not going to tell you what that is yet, but we will be talking more in-depth about Green Lantern in some way, shape, or form, So, and the Doctor will join us for that. So... We go over there, they come over to us. I don't know if Cisco Ramon's going to open a breach and we're going to jump back and forth. I don't know how it's going to work. Um, but yeah, we're going to do a podcast crossover. I don't think we've ever done anything like this. We've, we've appeared on other shows, but never like a one-for-one thing. I think that's correct. So this will be something new and unique for us. And it'll be the first thing for them, first time teaming up with a podcast at all. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, guys. So next week, the Dr. DC podcast crossover. Uh, their episode drops on Wednesday. Ours drops on Friday. So enjoy. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Mark, if they want to reach out to us and they don't feel like reaching out to the Dr. DC uh, stuff to submit those questions, how can they do so? Lanterncast at gmail.com. That's, that's your best bet for especially for based on the, uh, the Dr. Podcast crossover. That would be the best bet for questions. If you want to give them to us, website lanterncast.com. Uh, we are on Twitter, Facebook. Use hashtag GLCast to locate us on either of those. iTunes and Stitcher, whichever platform you listen to us on, and we are on both, please leave us a positive review. And last but not least, uh, 708 Lantern is the voicemail, so let us know what you think. All right, guys. We will talk to you later. Good night, everybody. Good night.